2: But all year long.
1: That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
2: That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Listen. Mm-hmm. Soundbite for today is this. There is a difference between being broke and being poor. Mm. Deadass.
1: Deadass. I like that. I like that. Now that we've purchased our home. Mm-hmm trying to find out how we can replenish the bank account
3: okay, okay? dead
2: Deadass.
1: dead ass. hey i'm kadeen
2: and i'm deval
1: and we're the ellises
2: you may know us from posting funny videos with our boys
1: and reading each other publicly as a form of therapy
2: wait i make you need therapy
1: Deadass starts right now.
2: This story is going to take me back to 2012. Okay. DeVal gets a little bit of knowledge about Facebook going public, Mm. right? And at this point in my life, um, we had lost money in the stock market. We lost money doing all of these things. Um, investments, buying property. Yes. But while well, I was starting to rebuild my bank account. Mm-hmm. But I was broke.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Wasn't poor because I had everything that I needed in life. But I didn't have everything that I wanted, but I was you broke. Had, you had me, baby. I had you, you was rich. I had you, exactly. And it's what funny because this story comes around <laughs> to you. I was, I was broke. So I had, and it's going to sound funny because, you know, money's all relative, but I had about $20,000 mm-hmm. that I had saved up over doing all my training and stuff like that. That I was like, you know what, this is money that I can play with. So I got a tip that Facebook was going to go public. So I went and took the twenty thousand dollars and I invested it in Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right? I invested in Facebook and initially Facebook started to drop. First, remember people put it. I think it was oh, like thirty nine dollars. <laughs> put my money in at twenty k thirty nine dollars. It dropped. Right. Mm. So I was like, dang. At one point, it got down to like fifteen dollars a share. But I had put all the money I had saved on it. So I couldn't double down, so I was just mm-hmm. letting it sit there, letting it sit there. And after a while, it started to come back up, and it got back up to I think about twenty six dollars. Mm. And at that point, my twenty k was at around thirteen k,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it was around the time of your birthday. Mm-hmm. And no, matter of fact, it was your birthday. It was the ten year anniversary. That's right, two thousand twelve. Um, it was the ten year anniversary of the day we first met, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do something nice for That's you. So romantic. So I took out <laughs> that thirteen thousand dollars. Oh God, Dev. And you didn't tell me that. I upgraded your wedding ring.
1: Are you serious?
2: <laughs> yes, I did. Because uh, to DeVal. be honest, I didn't know. listen. I had a. a you know, bad, I
1: told you not to do that. I told you to leave that right there. So,
2: but this is I'm gonna tell you why that happened, right? I had a poor relationship with money. Because mm-hmm. I was doing all the right things when right. I was in the league, and I didn't trust the stock market, I didn't trust real estate, mm-hmm. and I had lost my money. So at this point, I was like, you know what? I got this money. I want to do something nice for you.
3: Oh, I and I was like, fuck the, it.
2: I was like, fuck it. Nice. It's you know, it's money I mm-hmm. saved. I had lost a little bit of it. Let me upgrade her ring. So I upgraded your ring, and Facebook skyrocketed like shortly <laughs> after that.
1: Yikes!
2: See, that's some of the issues of being <sighs> broke. When you broke. You make broke people decisions.
3: Mm hmm.
2: Deadass. As y'all know, tomorrow is my birthday. Mm hmm. You know, I'm an Aries baby. Yeah. April 2nd. Look at you. Yes. So I'm going to give y'all an exciting song today that my wife loves. I'm going to start with the, uh, the beat. I'm going to let you do the ad libs. Mm, let okay. me see if y'all
1: know. Let me see. Beat. Let
2: me see. Now. What? What y'all want to do? Want to be ballers? (laughs) Shot callers, brawlers, brawlers Who beat them in, in the a with the spoilers On the low from the Jake with the Taurus, Taurus Trying to get my hands hey. on some Grand chorus like you hey. Yeah, living the raw deal Three-course meals Spaghetti, fettuccine, veal, But still, everything's real in the field And what you, you can't can have, have now, leave when you will But don't knock me for trying to bury Seven zeros over in Rio de Janeiro Ain't nobody hero, well, but I want to be heard Oh, your hot 9-7 every day, that's my word Swimming in women with their own condominiums Plus five. Plus five who, who dropped millennium just all about the benjamin's what? what i get a 50 pound bag of right for the month hey. five carrots on hey. my hand with the clutch. five
1: carats sounds Woo. nice on the hand
2: i already spent my money on you oh sure yeah. i could have had more on facebook
1: you sure could have had about a hundred
2: thousand dollars <laughs> right now instead
1: so you know what coming out of karaoke back to your story time i feel like we're even now
2: oh you gosh. know why
1: we even now I'm going to tell y'all why we're even now because I didn't know anything about this story, right? I was just like, oh, my babe just upgraded my ring. Oh, this was so sweet. Not knowing that he made a poor decision, much like my poor decision when it came to the wedding versus the property.
2: So now We even now. This is how I'm going to explain to y'all how women make no sense. Right? Oh, my God. Listen, she now <laughs> says we even, right? Listen to how we even. She made a uh-huh. poor economic decision mm-hmm. to get something she wanted. I made a poor economic decision to get her something she <laughs> wanted, but we even. Hey, I didn't make even know make, Deval, make it make Deval, sense. Make be, it make sense.
1: Be fair. I didn't even know the upgrade was coming. That was a surprise. And had I known I you had that you. money invested at the point we were in our life, I would have been like, you know what, babe? Nah, maybe we should leave that money there.
2: Lies. But that's not the point. The that point is, is not a lie. when is someone going to make a poor economic decision to give me something I want? I've
1: done that. That's several that's times. when then will be times.
2: Then we'll be even. When you
1: did that several right, times, well, don't lie I'll, to the people. Don't, you know, at this point in she our life, lying. you do not want me making no poor economic decisions, and that's why we brought our guests back today. Because what we she, ain't doing is lying. making bad she economic decisions.
2: She be lying to the people. Lying. How am I lying? This is supposed to be dead ass, and you lying. <laughs> Talk about some she DeVal. made poor economic decisions to I've get me made stuff out. Um
1: I've made some in my tent. Ta- okay wait, just watch. Watch. What you wearing right. on your wrist I'm, though? I'm watching. I'm, I'm not gonna even tell you how I got you that Rolex, but it's all right.
2: You did get me a Rolex. All right, you so, did get me a Rolex.
1: All right. You want to be digging up dirt. Don't you did. don't dig you too did deep. Get me a don't dig all too right. deep. You all right, find all room. right. You're gonna find this, worms. Listen, this is You're what happens find worms. when
2: you when you get married, you don't know how to say this. You're right, babe you're
1: right uh-huh, but you have to say you're right and it give me the look that you always give me thank you you right babe thanks <laughs> that's
3: what you do so today
1: do. we're talking of course more money we're talking uh less problems yes <laughs> more yes. money more and less, money, problems, less problems especially where we are um right now we are pretty much a full year into this pandemic yes we've spoken about what people are doing now that you know jobs are lost and mm-hmm. you know that noodle budget that we spoke about in season 4 with Tiffany Alice yes. maybe dwindling down so um there's so many things to talk about when it comes to finances by now many of us are familiar with the app called Robinhood which I was not really privy to, but we're going to learn more about what exactly happened with that. Um, It's a stock market, a stock trading Mm -hmm. app, um, an investment app. And there was some controversy around there. Yes. So we're going to talk to uh, Tiffany a little bit about that. We're going to talk to her about her book. Her book, her new book. Brand new new book book that
3: dropped yesterday. Absolutely. Investing
1: money in in different ways to financially plan for the future. Yes. Um, And it's always a good time with
2: her. And understand too, this is a young lady who... Doesn't just talk the talk; she oh, walks the walk. Absolutely, very, very successful, and it's absolutely. important for us to to say that because there are so many people who say, "I don't know what I can be" because I don't see anyone who looks like That's me do fact. those things. Or you people know?
1: giving advice, right? And they ain't not even living doing it themselves. They not know what
2: walking me? the walk. It's
1: like it's like having a an out of shape trainer. It's like how you <laughs> would be training me to be in the best shape of my life. Yes. However. You
2: ain't Well, I mean, sometimes they say those who can't teach. So that's, that's you know, that's that's, that's not always the case. or motivate. Sometimes right. it's
1: not just about that. Right. But the great thing with Tiffany is that I feel like she's wrapped up all in one. Yes. She's she's engaging, she motivates, she gives also step by step.
2: Very successful. Um, yes, very successful. Gives and step-by-step she's step-by-step failed tips. before. Yes. So she's it's, it's not a story mm-hmm. where it's like she was just a child prodigy, went to Harvard, was very right. intellectual and Trust figured fund this all baby, out. No, all that. No. She got this from the mud. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, we like bringing her on. No, so. we definitely Can't rock wait.
1: with her and appreciate yes. her. So let's welcome back yes. Tiffany Aliche. Yes. And we're welcoming back to the show for the umpteenth time. And I'm just so happy yeah. it's the umpteenth time because she's become our resident <laughs> guest here, Tiffany Alice, the budget Nista. Yes,
2: Tiff, what up?
1: What's up, Tiffany?
4: Hey, you know, I have to come back. and That's all Mary had a little land. Okay, you know, where
1: now. the money resides. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Wherever the money's residing, we want to have you there to talk about how you can, can keep it there. Because well, wherever after,
2: the money resides, that's where Tiff is. That
1: is true. That is yes. true. And I'm, at this point, the money no longer resides in our bank account because we purchased this home. And now I'm like, how do we rebuild it? Let's call Tiffany back on the show and ask her. <laughs> but that no, but I'm so be.
4: proud of y'all. Thank, thank it's you. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful house. Oh, and folks you. have to understand that homeownership is a cornerstone. Cornerstone for wealth, yes, and especially for Black wealth. So that's what you guys are building. So that's awesome. Thank yes, you, thank Tiffany. you. We actually
2: did a whole podcast on on why we purchased the home and how this was more yeah. of a, a legacy move than a stunt move. Mm. So, right, um, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're these, proud of ourselves. These, so these
1: baby boys have you know something to hold on to. And I also said talked about the importance of education, which is why we want to have Tiffany back each season yes. to educate us on how to continue to grow this yes. money. Because what these kids ain't going to do is take this house and then we pass on and y'all just piss it away somewhere. Absolutely. So we uh-huh. want to make sure that the generations to come know how to be financially savvy. And of course, Tiffany has a new book, which is fresh out. Just dropped. Just dropped. <laughs> just dropped. Hot <laughs> off the press. Uh, Get Good uh-huh. With Money um, that just came yes. out a couple days ago. So congratulations, Tiff. Yes. Thank you. I feel like I just gave birth. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) the blood, sweat, tears, labor that goes into something like that. Absolutely. And you should be super proud of yourself and we are proud of
4: you. Thank you. Thank you. I really wanted to create, like, I was like, yo, it's, Where's the manual to really help walk you through step by step how to literally get good with your money and um but in a way that speaks like how we speak right mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like overwhelming and y'all know I used to be a teacher for over 10 years and like that really walks you through I give you a little bit of homework. I I bring in other instructors. It's truly like this like classroom in a book, but you're like, oh, I got it. I could do that. I could do that. I got this. No,
1: that's great. I think sometimes when you talk about um, finances, a lot of the jargon is just very overwhelming. Yeah. So being able to have someone break it Mm -hmm. down for us. And at this point, nobody's in classes and really no one's in school like that. We're virtually learning. So Mm -hmm. we're going to learn through this book um, about financial wholeness.
2: Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about, about financial wholeness and how you can become whole. Uh, and, and not necessarily an expert, but how you can just become whole financially. Because Kadeen and I learned through this home buying process that, you, you know, you have to be prepared even to, to begin to look at property. Mm-hmm. So how do you become financially whole?
4: Well, financial wholeness is when all 10 aspects of your financial life are working together for your, I call it your greatest good, your biggest benefit and your richest life. So there's these 10 components, right? So most people think of like financial freedom. I'm good. Mm -hmm. But I could tell you, as someone who achieved financial freedom, meaning if I didn't want to work anymore, I didn't have to, I don't have to financially, technically work anymore. Mm -hmm. But I was still a whole financial mess. Like, I didn't have an estate plan. If something happened to me, what was going to happen to my coin? Right. You Mm -hmm. know, I didn't have enough insurance. If someone came to my house and said, my neck, my back, my neck, and my back, I was (laughs) going to be in trouble. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know? You know i didn't have a, I didn't have a um proper guidance so although i know how to manage my day-to-day money i definitely struggled with like the larger plan and so that's when i it clicked to me that like financial freedom is not enough that is it is a small component of maybe what you should be working toward but financial wholeness is what everyone should work toward. so the 10 steps are one building a budget two saving three digging out of debt four your credit five um, learning how to increase your income. These are the finan the, the foundational mm-hmm. components of, of financial wholeness. Mm-hmm. Then we work on the next level financial wholeness. So six, investing for both retirement and wealth. Seven, getting good with your insurance. Eight, increasing your net worth. Nine, yeah. picking your money team. You have to have financial professionals on your team. And mm-hmm. ten, estate planning, leaving the legacy. Those are the Mm -hmm. 10 components and get good with money, um, um, 10 simple steps to becoming financially whole walks you through what does it, what do you have to do to achieve this component, how to achieve it, all the tools and resources you need. If I need to bring in a specific expert, like for example, estate planning, I'm not an attorney. Right. So I had to bring right. in my attorney, Tony Moore. She's super dope. Mm-hmm. Got her like doctorate in, in law. And so I was like, Tony, let's walk the people through what does estate planning look like if you're twenty, if you're thirty, if you have kids, if you don't right. have kids. But to take it from like this like attorney's brain, but then make it that you and I can be like, Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. This is right. what I need
3: to do. Mm. Yeah. Well,
4: so well, that's what that's what get go
3: with money does.
2: Quick question, because a lot of people I speak to, especially, you know, in my family and how I grew up their idea of being financially whole is I pay my bills on time. Mm -hmm. Like that's where a lot Mm. of people get stuck and they don't know how to get out of that level of, 'Cause even that's not even financial freedom. Just paying your bills on time is not financial no, freedom. But a survival. lot of people find themselves, especially in this capitalist country, stuck there. How do they get from that level to move to the next level?
1: Yeah, because I didn't even know there were ten. When she said there was ten, I was like, Well, well how many do we got under control? Under <laughs> <laughs> <in> my belt. Then <laughs> you started listing them. I was like, All right, we dip and dab in a couple, but I don't well, think we're we...
2: we're in the process of the yeah. state planning you right know, um, right as we got to the, the point now where we were able to make money and we right. have different sources of revenue stuff done. Yeah, yeah and, and income we're, we're at a point now where we don't necessarily we still have to work don't give me a choice we still have to work but, we mm-hmm. to work, but work now hard. we do have money that's working for us mm-hmm. so that we'll be in a position where yeah we can at some point say you know what well, we don't have to get up and, and yeah. quote unquote punch a clock Right.
1: but for those who mm-hmm. are you know just paying bills to survive where, where can they go from there
4: so if you're just just starting i like to start with like mindset right so you know our people we like to season our meat i mean you know no judgment if you don't Mm -hmm. but so mindset (laughs) is like mindset, right because i'm african and i know kadeen that you're a west indian we season our meat we do right we clean it thoroughly (laughs) we clean the meat we season the meat yes so i like to call your um your brain like your meat right so there has to be a mindset adjustment. And so that mindset adjustment is when you're seasoning your brain. Mm. Because, you know, we both know that if you don't season the meat, it's going to be bland. You're, right. you, you know, you're not going to be able to right. see your meal through. And so I, I say that wherever you are, and this is what I start with in the book, is that we start with a mindset shift. You know, we we take a moment Talk about to it. rethink about, yes, like where you are, how you got there. Is it is it your family members that are, that are um, impacting your mindset? Did you have some past financial trauma? Whatever that is, I teach you how to kind of let that go so you can introduce new material and navigate differently. And so then we start really working on each step. So each step, so as a teacher, we used to have like this, um, this we have like this uh, layout of how we teach a lesson. It's plan, do, review. Okay. So plan means I like, um, this is like, let's just say I was teaching preschool again. I'd be like, hey guys, boys and girls, we're going to learn our ABCs today. But for the book, it's, hey, for this step, we're going to learn how to budget. We're gonna learn specifically okay. how to automate this budget, you know. So I give you like the because I think adults need to know what's what's happening. Absolutely. What am I reading? Of is course. this a novel? You know. Yeah. Right. So this is not a Harry Potter book. Where we're trying to figure out. Don't tell me what happens to the end. I need to know it <laughs> first.
3: <laughs> right. 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 right, right, right. <laughs> so
4: that's the plan for it, right? Then the do part is the actual lesson. How like how exactly do I make what you said we're gonna do happen? Step by, step by step by step by step by step. You know. And you know. then um then the review is checking for understanding. Like hey. We said we're going to do it. Did you do your thing? Are you good to go? Mm -hmm. Then we're ready to move on. And so that's how each of the chapters is laid out. Plan, do, review. There's homework with each step. Again, like I said, if, if the step requires an additional educator, I bring them in for the technical things like insurance and estate planning. I bring that person in to kind of walk us through. But it's like a light, easy read. Honestly, but it's perfect if you're like okay I'm just graduating college or what do I what do I do or mm-hmm. I have a life change I you know I, I purchased a home and I realize that my life has shifted so estate planning for example a 20 year old might be my mama's on my bank account right yeah but right. for y'all estate planning is you have to have a will because you have the babies right. well, you know they got babies but you know mm-hmm. you know Absolutely, yeah. estate planning for y'all is like you're, you're so y'all have a business you yes. know the and Dean right so who what is what is business what does that look like if mm-hmm. something happens to you to your business mm-hmm. right. you know and so it's great especially if you had a shift or you've never laid a solid financial foundation. I wanted to create something that you could almost like if you used to watch, um, like I used to watch this with my my mom when I was younger, like uh, uh, soap operas, right? Mm -hmm. So you could watch from the very beginning, and keep watching and get value. But if you just have to jump into this episode, you, you still good. get value. Yeah, you, you go. Yeah, so yeah. same thing with the book. Like if you like look and you're like, oh, I don't need budgeting, I don't need credit. You can literally jump to the part that you need. But it also builds upon each other if you do need all the building blocks. So that's what I'm really excited because I think so we're, we've been we've been lacking an adult in an adulting guide. No, no. absolutely,
2: there yeah. is no guide to adulting. You actually get kicked out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, and, and Kadena mm-hmm. and I talk about this with education, mm-hmm. there are certain things you go to school for and you pay all this money to go to school and they don't teach you how to be an adult. Like They, they teach you how to you know, pass tests even in college and how to write papers, but they don't teach you how to become an adult. Mm-hmm. And that leads mm-hmm. me to my question, is there a, a minimum amount of money you need to, have, need to make in order to say, you know what, this book has value for me? Because some people say, oh, you know, I want to get into financial planning, but I don't even have the finances to start to plan. Is there a minimum for someone?
4: no, not at all honestly if if you are gainfully employed, I would say probably more so a minimum amount of responsibilities mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I wouldn't say this book is for a fourteen year old even if you're babysitting right you know there's some things that you know might be able to help, but I will say that if you are about to graduate, so you might be you you might be um eighteen and helping to support your family mm-hmm. perfect you mm-hmm. might be I'm about to graduate college and get my first job perfect you know there's not a minimum amount that you have to have because No matter how much you have, mindset is still critical. Saving is still important to learn, even if you can't currently save. Learning Mm -hmm. how to pay down debt is critical to learn, even if you don't have the finances to pay down debt. Mm -hmm. I believe that you should be pre-prepared... For what you're rolling into. So even if like you're unemployed, there's actually a perfect book right now because that way, because employment is coming, will you be ready for that? Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, it's it's funny you said how, you know, it's perfect for people who are unemployed. I mean, we're in a recession and a lot of jobs have been lost. So now people are trying to consider what would be the job I take that can take me out of this debt that I've accrued Right. Over the last year. Exactly. With the recession and the I pandemic. wonder how the
1: noodle budgets are going. I remembered that from our last talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah. that's yeah. Because Listen, I just I, got that's whole, in the book too the noodle budget. The noodle oh,
4: budget. you have um, the you have
2: the noodle budget in the book?
4: Yes, I have I have literally I have the, the I call it a health and safety budget, the broke broke budget, the noodle budget. <laughs> because sometimes I feel like not enough books they'll assume like you kind of good. It's like, no, sis. That's what I'm reading. Right, right, exactly. right, right. So I, right. Literally, <laughs> I literally have a section that says, what happens if you're broke, broke? Because I <laughs> have been go. broke, broke. Yeah. You know, not like, yeah. you know how people say like, okay, they're like, oh, I'm broke. But if you look in your purse, you can find a dollar or two. You have right. some money in mm-hmm. savings. It just means you don't have, no, no, no. I have been broke, broke where I was like, I hope I find a quarter in one of these pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: You mm-hmm. know, yeah.
4: where there's no money, where my retirement fund drained. Savings account drained. Um, There's nothing in checking. Like broke, broke. What do you do then? And I address that because that's real, especially with all that's happening now. Um, Because, you know, it's being broke, broke is terrifying. And then what happens is even after, let's just say you do find some sort of income, there is a shame attached to being broke, broke, or making financial mistakes that keeps you in that broke, broke mindset. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have been there where I was navigating from this place as if I was still fighting being broke broke, even though, you know, I, I was like, you know, financially solid and stable. So I can't think I don't think we can under under um estimate the power of what shame could do. Cause I always say that shame is a liar. Mm. Shame tells you you're a mistake, Dval, you're a mistake, right. Kadine. Mm-hmm. not you've made a mistake. Mm. Right. You know? And so when you feel like you're a mistake. You don't tell anybody. You don't share with anybody. And shame loves it. It gets stronger with your silence, with your fear. It gets stronger when you're solitary and you right. and you don't lean into folks. But I show you how to um, expel shame, which really the only way to do so, the only antidote to shame, is voice. You have yeah, you to have say to speak, the thing. You have to speak it out loud. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Tell your your boo. Tell your 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 work wife. Tell your work husband. Tell your work mom. Tell your sister. Your cousin. Yeah. Somebody. That you can expel that too. So that way you can start working toward the solutions. I, especially for our black and brown uh, communities. I think that if we... There is a racial wealth gap that needs we a number about of things. Mm-hmm. Some, right? So it needs legis- legislation. That's legislation why we're Legislation has to like change, that, absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. Yep. I'm actually working on a new one right now with um my friend Angela V. McKnight, assemblywoman Angela V. Do v. McKnight. Do um, it. Do it. Right now. Because, you know, I wrote that law for, for, the, for the kids, like, you know, in New Jersey that we mm-hmm. have to get financial education. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um you guys p- purchased your home. But, like, appraisals are, like, this little yes. dark secret. Talk about it. You know, that process... That people's homes, like y'all have this beautiful house. Let's just say I'm making up a number, you bought it for five hundred thousand dollars, you put two hundred thousand dollars work into it, because you're black and brown, you are likely to be underappraised by twenty three percent. Absolutely mm-hmm. well, you know, oh, yeah. we spoke to um when yeah. we spoke
2: to President Biden, now President Biden about it. He said for a fact mm-hmm. that he could have the same exact home as Kaden and I and it would get appraised yep. higher. And it also won't yep. be insured as high because we're black yep. and because he's white. And we He, pay more he taxes. admitted that. He admitted that. Yeah. He admitted and that. And so
4: that is so discouraging. So that's legislation. So these yes. are the things to fix, right? Legislation. So I'm, the law I'm working on is an appraisal law for the state of New Jersey. Okay. Mm-hmm. To make that illegal. And not just only to make it illegal, but to make it mandatory that the appraiser and the realtor have to give you the the buyer a checklist mm-hmm. or the seller a checklist of like what to be looking for in the appraisal, and if they think it's unfairly done, here here's here are the remedies. So that mm-hmm. way the appraiser knows, I know, bruh. We right. we here now. Right. You know. Right. Right. So right. That's one legislation. Two, there has to be education in our community for us to change our, our financial situation. Yes. So this is why books like Get Good With Money, you know, you guys having these um these talks and having me on, you know, um my Facebook group Dream Catchers, my podcast Brown Ambition. Like that's why financial education has to be normalized in our community because you can't do better until you know better. Oh for and sure. And third, us folks who have the opportunity to grow wealth have to then give back to the community that mm. we are
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. You know,
4: like we Absolutely. have to put on our super women, super men capes and, you know, like are we giving to, you know, are are we sending uh students, black and brown students, you know, to college? Are you know, is there a fund? Um mm-hmm. are we I'm talking about actual money. Absolutely. Like, you know, what does that look like? You know, I have a friend who she shared with me that she's on track to make fifty million dollars this year. Sheesh. And I was like, "What?" and I was, she was like, "Honestly, though, Tiffany, I'm good with three. She said, "But I, I aim to make that fifty because I want to pour back heavily into mm-hmm. into our community. Mm-hmm. And pay it for, because, like, you know, all the time. no yeah. one's coming to save us. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no one's coming to save us. So pouring back into your community, knowledge, and legislation, I think those are the three cornerstones for really transforming um, uh, black and brown wealth. No, yeah, I, we I agree that. with
2: you because. You know, when we when you talked about being broke, it I just for clarification, there's a difference between being broke and being poor, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And people don't understand that being broke um, from for a lot of black and brown people, it's a disease mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you grow up working your tail off and you're broke mm-hmm. because you're constantly trying to find ways to make more money. You're not poor because mm-hmm. you're working, you're able to survive. Mm-hmm. Yes. you have everything that you need, but mm-hmm. you don't have everything you want. So you don't have everything you want. So you're broke. You're not poor. Mm-hmm. Poor people don't even have the things that they need. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you're walking around broke as a black or brown person in America, that disease gets to you where you're like, you know, I don't want people to know that I'm broke because the shame that you talked about comes in. Mm -hmm. So the first time they Mm -hmm. do get a little bit of money out of being broke, they they have to buy something to show people that I'm not broke. Mm -hmm. So rather than investing in something that's going to make them more money, it's like, let me get these Louis Vuitton shoes. Let me get this Gucci belt. Let me buy this chain to show people I'm not broke. Mm -hmm. But you still broke. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where. The lack of uh, business acumen and the financial education you need to get out of that broke mindset is needed. Because if we can get Mm -hmm. out of that disease as a people, we would be able to live a fruitful life without feeling shame Mm -hmm. because we were broke for a little bit of time. We've all been broke. Mm -hmm. I've been broke. I made a Mm -hmm. lot of money and tried to invest in some stuff, became broke. Mm-hmm. Made more yep. money and was planning and, and saving. I had money in my account, but I was broke. Like I couldn't do things. <laughs> right. So I get what mm-hmm. you're saying, and I think it's important for us as a people to know that.
3: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the Robinhood app. I, familiar, mm-hmm. and I'm not too familiar with that, and I know you wanted to talk to Tiffany so, about that. Yeah, because
2: that. there was um there was a big scandal mm-hmm. that happened early yeah. in the year because um the the Regular investor, and I'll say regular investor because none of us here have hedge funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiffany may be the only mm-hmm. one of us who could possibly no, I do not put, have- together, <laughs> put together a hedge fund.
3: Not yet, fund. Oh, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> but the, the <laughs> casual
2: the casual investor mm-hmm. started to get involved during the pandemic because people were looking for ways to make money. Right. And for the Mm -hmm. first time, realistically, in history, because of social media, people started to communicate with each other and say, you know what, Um, this this uh, stock is about to jump up. Everyone should get Mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. But then people started Mm -hmm. to play the same game that billionaires play. They said, you know what, Mm -hmm. we can short this stock if everyone, you know. Mm -hmm. Buys in and we can sure that we can make a lot of money, but the billionaires started to lose money. So as the yep. billionaires started and to they lose were like, money, oh, no, no, no. exactly, they were just like, "No, this can't happen." So they shut down the app and shut down all the trading. Which a lot of people was like, mm-hmm. "It's illegal right. for you to completely shut down all of the trading and, and, and pretty much cut out the small, the little guy." How can mm-hmm. we as the casual investors avoid these type of traps? And can you explain a little bit about what happened so um, our our listeners can understand what happened in that case?
4: Yes. So yes, Robinhood is an app where you can buy, sell, and trade uh, stocks. I I was using it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't anymore after this. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so yeah, it was super easy. You could literally look up, you know, like you know, you could type in, you know, I don't know, like for example,
3: Gamestop. Gamestop. You could type okay. in Gamestop, mm-hmm. right?
4: And then they would tell you the symbol, tell you how much. Do you want to buy? Do you want to sell? If it's during trading hours, you can instantly, you know, buy, sell, or trade. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's after, you could put in, um, you you could put in re- a request, and when when um trading hours open back up, it would do it for you. Mm. So what happened was that um, that hedge funds—they are so terrible. <laughs> These rich, mostly white dudes, they look at companies that they are pretty sure are gonna go under. Mm-hmm. And they do something called shorting, which mm-hmm. is when you basically bet on the loss. You know, mm-hmm. you play like, you know, Devon used to play football. Mm-hmm. So some people like bet like, oh, okay, you know, the Bucks are going to win against the Patriots, you know. But there are people who are betting on the loss. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing that they're going to lose by 12 points. And right. that, shorting is similar to that. That like yes. you get in, you, you purchase, and you know that you can... Um, so basically, exchange your purchase at a, at a lower, like lower than what you bought it for. So you can and collect make a, money. Collect, collect the, the yeah. uh, yeah. difference. Yes. You know? And so, like, they were, but the problem is, it's one thing, because it's already, like, imagine you guys have a business. Imagine if there are people, they were like, ooh, Devon and Kadeen, okay. They don't, it's looking real. T- oh, they got a house. Oh, girl, they're about to lose. Let me invest in their loss. That's mm-hmm. terrible, mm-hmm. like, morally. But right. then some of these hedge funds actually encourage like meaning do things um, to to help the company lose more quickly so they can get their money sooner. Yes. So which is even mm-hmm. worse, right? That's this hedge fund guy and they make they've been doing this forever making millions and millions. millions mm-hmm. of They're hundreds. so bold. They make lists of their loose losing. Oh, we about to um, bankrupt these people and these people. Like how arrogant, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So then what anything. happened is Reddit Reddit is like a um, it's a, um, uh, it's like a community board, mm-hmm. you know, where like there's all of these like different communities you can talk about anything, cats, dogs, um, investments. But there was a community board I forget the name of it where they were they've been like kind of helping each other out as they've been struggling um, with their finances. finances but mm-hmm. they, they talked investing and somebody realized like, huh, you know these this hedge fund in particular has been talking about GameStop. Um, and shorting it but you know i like gamestop i i you know who else likes gamestop Mm -hmm. what if we invest in gamestop (laughs) and stop them from going down because what happens is that you only win if the stock goes Goes down down. right if the stock goes up you You owe if the stock goes down you receive yeah so they're like so and the the way a stock goes up is all about supply and demand the Mm -hmm. more demand of a stock the more the stock price rises mm-hmm. so they're like what if we just start buying GameStop? Let's 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 make the demand go up <laughs> GameStop, i think was trading at first at like thirty dollars then fifty then a hundred i think it went all the way up to like four or five hundred dollars
3: mm-hmm. now
4: these um let's just say for example that the, the hedge the fund hedge guys funds. said they bought it at fifty dollars and said, um, or they they wanted to short it at 30. So they're like, okay, for every stock that we have at 50, we're going to short it at 30. We're going to get $20 per stock. And we have millions of these stocks. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got it at 50. It's now 500. So you're not getting 20. You owe
2: 450. You owe 450. Mm-hmm. And they owe yes, a lot of people money. Yes, per stock.
4: Yes, per <laughs> yes. stock. Yes. And so that was, that's what was happening. And so it was going and going. So basically it was stand up. I don't know if you ever see like the Diddy, the Diddy meme when like, um, it's like the four show when Diddy's looking at the dude with the blonde hair and they're like, (laughs) that's literally what was happening. It was like, "Mm, mm." so because it's basically (laughs) whoever, because if, if the GameStoppers had stopped investing in GameStop, it would have tumbled down. So right. they have to keep buying and keep right. buying and keep buying. So it's like, who's going to basically say, all right, all right, you got it first. Who's going to stop staring first? Yeah. Mm. And so the the hedge fund guys was like, y'all y'all money too low. Eventually, you, you won't, you'll run out of money to keep buying the stock. But the games, st- the um, it the, hit um social the regular media. Joe Smoke mm-hmm. yes, just mm-hmm. kept buying and buying and buying, and people, people stepped in to encourage them, like um, Elon Musk, you know, the owner of Tesla, yeah, was yeah. Like, basically like, "Go, guys, go!" So they was like, <laughs> "Okay." It became so. It
2: became, but, became like the little go, go,
4: yes. go, yes, go, I <laughs> I <love> exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah. Who's next? Right, right, <laughs> exactly. They should have called right? me. And so, um, as a result, but the, here's a the problem, Kadeem. Right. So let's mm-hmm. let's just say. That you want to jump in and you're like, ooh, GameStop is $100. Because there's no way to know that the day that it actually... Because GameStop yeah. actually was a company that was struggling. Yes. You could have put in $10,000 and the next day that's when it dropped. You're like, nah. Uh, or you, you could have put in your 10 and it went up to $30,000. You're like, so there's no way to know. So yeah. there's some people who made... Um, millions of dollars. Yeah. One dude was like, yo, I made like one point two million dollars. I put a hundred something thousand dollars in, took it out the next day. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it was volatile. but there's no way to know. Very volatile because you don't know who's gonna win the staring contest, you mm-hmm. know? And you don't know are the game are the regular guys gonna run out of money or or are the, the, the hedge fund guys gonna finally say, okay, okay, okay? So the hedge fund guys gave in sooner because they were like, if it keeps going higher, we literally don't have the money already to cover what's gonna, yes. what this loss is gonna cost us. They had to basically get an emergency um uh, in- injection of money wow. to cover, to cover um, losses. the millions yeah. and millions and millions, millions that they, mm-hmm. and they lost and so, hundreds but of millions. So, but, That's crazy. Yes.
2: Hundreds of millions. But the man. only
4: issue is this is that, it, so right now the GameStop is like, oh, we're doing good. And then, <laughs> and then, um, um um uh, um Robin Hood was like actually y'all can't buy and sell um or y'all can't um yeah y'all, y'all can't buy um Robin Hood I mean not Robin Hood game no more.
2: They cut so it. So the
4: whole game like I can't buy. So you know what happens about like I said it's supply and demand. If I can't buy, the price is going to drop. Drive. Yeah. And yes. So that's what ended up happening is that like you know a lot of people lost a lot of money but it wasn't fair if that Robin Hood was like hey basically y'all are winning let's change the rules of the game exactly mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you, know you know you it, know it's not green you, you gotta wear blue now it's like wait what that's <laughs> not how they went all this time you know and so wow. that's really what's been happening there's like yeah. a lot of basically because you're not allowed to manipulate the market that is illegal that's illegal but yeah the question is first of all hedge funds do it all the time all but the they time let them do that all the time but the, they're like basically with these regular joe schmoes are they manipulating the market? Is it one person saying, hey, guys, hey? Or can people just talk about stocks like you normally do? Right. Like you and mm. I are talking about it now. I'm not manipulating the market. Absolutely. No, so exactly. that's what they... Yes. And so like... um, so line. yeah. So we're going to kind of... Exactly. So we're going to kind of see like what happens as a result because big money people don't like losing, especially not to small money people. Absolutely. Um, that's but small fact. money people have now stepped into their power and say, oh, we got a little power here. So it'd be very interesting to see... What investing looks like moving forward. Yeah, Speaking you know, of stepping in,
1: I've been hearing a lot about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. To yes. me, it's all yes. literally a foreign language thing. Yes. Um, and even when I've had explanations a couple of times, I'm still like, but what?
2: Well, I mean, it's it's not like it's one set thing. It's yeah. constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. Right. So you being confused about it is normal because mm-hmm. I've been asking the same questions. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I want to so get as much info as, basic, as possible. Basic,
4: yeah, basic what's the T on that? Bitcoin is money that doesn't belong to a company, not company, doesn't belong to a country. Mm-hmm. Most of us have like a, you know, like every country has its own currency.
2: Dollar, yen. You know,
4: whether like we have a dollar, the yen, the whatever people have pounds, in other places, yeah. you Euro, know, the pound, pounds, you know. Yeah. yeah, right. So Bitcoin doesn't have that. It's decentralized. There is no country that backs it. So um, for example, in the United States, our dollar used to be backed by gold. Mm-hmm. So we knew we have this many dollars based upon how much gold we had set up. Mm-hmm. Then they took away the gold standard and now our dollar is not really backed by gold. It's just backed by like the U.S. the United States promise that we got you. That's literally right. where our dollar's backed on. <laughs>
3: right.
4: Like that we are strong company. We got you. Right? right. Exactly. So, but Bitcoin is is really based upon like supply and demand. Like it's 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 worth. It's based upon how much people um, either want it or don't want it. I'm so mad at myself because I jumped into Bitcoin. Remember there was like a big Bitcoin thing, maybe like 2018 or. I 2000. remember, yeah. It. it Right, so I bought like one for like it was like a thousand dollars, something like that at the time, mm. and then it went down to seven eight hundred. I got shook. I was like, "Oh, I'm scared." I took my money out, lost my three hundred. Mm. Oh. Meanwhile, Bitcoin is at like fifty thousand. I would have had fifty
2: thousand dollars a coin right now. It's fifty. 000. I would have had fifty
4: thousand dollars for my little Man, one thousand dollars. One thousand dollars. You know, I'm like, weep. I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> the scared money don't make no money. That's right. Crazy. No. You know, so that's so so really the reason why Bitcoin is looking a little more serious now is because banks at first were like, we don't care what y'all doing over there in these internet streets. We're not rocking with it. If it's not a dollar, a yen, a pound or whatever, a ruby. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't, you know, we don't um, recognize it, you know, but now you have banks like Chase saying, well, you know, I think we're going to jump into the Bitcoin thing, which uh, helps to legitimize it. Mm -hmm. Because the thing about Bitcoin is there's a limited amount of Bitcoin. They've only... Creative, created you know, a certain there's amount. There's only a limited amount. Mm-hmm. So what happens is once that amount is 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 fully mined, like it's only about you know you can only buy and sell like kind of like what's out there. So we'll see what's gonna happen. Oh, shoot. Is it Bitcoin like getting because- a clubhouse
1: invite? I need somebody to
4: invite me for <laughs> <laughs> the Bitcoin. Party. Yeah, it is honestly. <laughs> yeah. it's like even like the sooner you got in, basically the the, the, better, the better it was for Clubhouse, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm, because you yeah. have more people following you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, so we'll see. Like, I mean, I don't think Bitcoin is going anywhere at all. Um, it'd be curious to see, like, what happens because, you know, right now it's deregulated and governments don't like that because, you know, mm-hmm. they want their peace. Right. You know? Right um that's why bitcoin is like beloved by like you know international smugglers and drug dealers because there's no way to really trace it <laughs> mm, um, yeah and the, but the problem with bitcoin is that if you get locked out of your bitcoin wallet that's it, it's it it's there long. is no Third, yeah. see that's, that's what we, it. That's what we like the there's no there's right? no sec- yes. there's no
2: real security like someone can take your bitcoin and there's nowhere to mm-hmm. go to get it back because uh, it's not government regulated yep. it's gotcha. gone yep. sorry that's Yep. You just lost your 50000 So that's what makes Bitcoin, Bitcoin
4: a little bit like that people like, you know, like that, that big banks and governments have shied away from it. Cause there's nothing they don't, they, there's nothing they could do to control it. And so like, mm. there's a dude now who has like something like, I don't know, it was something crazy, like $3 million worth of Bitcoin. And he forgot his login. Yeah. And yes. he's on, he's on guest number two. Cause you only get three. So he's like, oh
2: my gosh.
4: <laughs> wow. I know. Can you imagine? So he's like, Jeez. uh, uh, I don't even know what he's going to do, but yeah. Yikes. So you just have to be, so I have to say this. This is what I say about investing.
3: Mm-hmm. Cause
4: even in the book, get Good with money. I have a, a chapter, chapter seven is all, is about investing, investing for retirement, which is different than investing for wealth. Mm-hmm. Investing for retirement is basically you wanting to maintain your current lifestyle when you no longer are working. Mm-hmm. So I call my no longer working self Wanda because that's not like <laughs> a, like a, like, not that I'm going to be old when I no longer work, but I just feel like Wanda is a sassy old lady. Right. Now. She got a little flavor. Right. Yes. What? She's going to be like, I'm sorry. You threw <laughs> your ball in my backyard again? What do we say about that? It's mine now, sis. Right? I love
2: it. <laughs> Wanda rude. Right?
4: Yeah, she is. I can't wait. I can't wait to be old lady rude.
2: Oh, like, my God. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> Why is
3: she
4: so right? cantankerous <laughs> now? Mm. I know, I and, rich. and rich. Rich right? and cantankerous right? and rude. Yeah, right? And everybody's business. Like, you a natural blonde? You sure, girl? Because them roots say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> So so you want to retire for, I mean, you want to invest for retirement. That's just to maintain your current lifestyle for when you're no longer working. That's mm. the pur- purpose of investing for retirement. Then you also want to invest for wealth once you start investing for retirement. Which means to increase your current lifestyle mm. and to help to leave a greater legacy for those that you're your heirs. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you're wanting that private island, that's investing for wealth. If right. you're wanting to leave money to the kids, that's investing for wealth. Investing for retirement is not about leaving money for the kids. It's yeah. not about the private right. island and the private jet and you know, cause you cause investing for retirement is just bare bones, like I'm not eating cat food when I no longer right. working. Right. That's right. what that is, right? So like in the ch- in It in With Money, uh, chapter seven, I walk you through how to do both. Because it is important that you must invest. I, I just cannot um, stress that enough that whatever that looks like, for some people, y'all, it might be like we invest in, our, um, in real estate.
3: Mm-hmm. We
4: invest in our actual business, you know? Um, investing in the market, I'm not going to lie, especially now, there's a lot of money to be made. I know a trader that makes a million dollars a month. Man. Because she trades. So to trade is, um, most people, I suggest them long-term investing. You know, you buy Apple, you hold Apple, 10 years from now, you sell Apple, yeah. right? Trading mm-hmm. is, you buy Apple at 9 a.m. and it's $150, and then at 9, um, 9.30, it's 170 and you pull it out. Mm. And then you put it back in. So that's trading. It's buy, sell, buy, sell. Sometimes during the day. Like day trading. People, right. That's what people do. Yeah. Right? So she does that. And because her, the amount that she's putting in and out she is $7 money. million, she's making a million dollars a month. Whoa. Now, but it's not for the faint of heart. No. Because she said one time. She was trading and she was waiting for like you know like her. Let's just say it was Apple. She knew that it's likely by nine thirty to go to you know one fifty and she could pull out her money. Her mama called. She's like, oh mm-hmm, yeah, girl, missed it. <gasps> ah, so now all of a sudden oh. she was like, oh, wait. So now yes. Yeah, so mama now owes yo us seven. <laughs> girl, that eight now is six. So she gotta wait again. But do you see? Like so it's not for the faint of heart, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, but there are other ways to trade. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you could trade options or you can you can you could trade in a way that you kind of like set parameters and it kind of does it for you automatically, but you don't have to do that. But just know that investing in the market is an additional way to invest, and quite honestly, it's it expedites your investing. Mm. So Mm. I, I I'm not super comfortable. I'm not gonna pretend like I am investing in the market, but I do and I do more long term investing, like buy and hold good companies, right? Because I understand that I want to have real estate which I do. Mm-hmm. I want to have my businesses which I do. But I also know that the market can really generate. Like I'm, you know, I'm last time I checked I'm up over a hundred percent. You know? Right. And so in my business I might not be up over hundred percent. Right. And so I think that learning to invest, even if it's the most simplest form, like you're just looking at index funds, for example. An index fund is just a basket of investments, um, typically like a basket of uh, uh, stocks, sometimes bonds, um, Mm -hmm. that mirror the market. So a market is something like the S&P 500, the Dow Mm -hmm. Jones. A market Mm -hmm. is just basically, think about it like a supermarket, but instead of food, it's stocks that they're buying and selling. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. like different markets sell like we know Whole Foods Whole Paycheck sells mm-hmm. like healthy food. Right. Right. And so the S&P 500, the type of quote unquote food stocks they sell are um, 500 of the one of, of the biggest um, companies in the United States. Mm-hmm. That's the S&P That's 500. 500. That's what they right. sell there. Right. The big right. Right. So you can literally say I'm going to buy an index fund that does what that what that market does, the, the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I can you can literally then you can literally say, okay, this ind- I typed in index fund, um, um, S&P 500 index fund. You find one, and you say, I'm going to put 50 bucks a month in. And when the S&P 500 is up, so it when Whole Foods up. is selling a lot of Whole Foods, mm-hmm. you up. When mm-hmm. Whole Foods is selling a little bit of food, you down. Right. But the magic of it is is that we all know Whole Foods always wins. Right. Even if they have a bad day, they right. always have a good year. Right. right. Even if they have a bad year, they always have a good decade. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's the same thing with the market that... Even if the market has a bad day, over the last 100 years, the market has been is up 10%. Mm. Over the last 30 years, the market has been up on average 7 to 8%, mm-hmm. meaning that if you just put your money automatically in an index fund, you're going to go up. You're going to have some bad days, maybe some bad years, but, but over you time, yeah. you're going to go up. And that's one of the easiest things you could do, set mm. it and forget it in an index fund that mirrors a market.
1: I love that. And Tiffany, Tiffany don't got no time to be sitting down there putting money in in and out like right. a double Dutch game or right. what. I don't, girl. Even she though I was like, busy, she said, was like <laughs> teaching financial planning <laughs> as a resource. She's doing all the things, okay? So she. do not but don't
3: get me wrong. I was
4: tempted. I said, "Wait, what? Say how you um trade again?"
3: <laughs> Yo, Tiffany,
2: I ain't even gonna lie to you. My, I have a couple Man. of buddies who trade, and I was just like, you know, Muhammad trades. He right. was telling me about this. He's the first person to tell me about Facebook going public years ago yeah. and he quit his job and all he does is trade and he got a yeah. fat crib you know he's, he's doing it and i'm just it's like it's a lot of money in it it yeah. is but he'd be on it's that computer lot. i was about to say you gotta be day. on it as all scatterbrained day. as you are all
1: day imagine you be on set somewhere mm-hmm. and your, your joint just drops it's there's like you no can
2: way.
4: even get to your phone there's no way <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's why I said, like, you know, investing is for everyone. Yes. Like choosing how to invest is for you to decide. Like, we must, as black and brown people, we must invest. Right. Yes. But if you're not comfortable with the market, fine. Do mm-hmm. you have real estate? Do you have a business? You know, right. like, you know, you have to, you must, must, must invest. Investing just means growing your money. Because if your money, that same $100, like, so y'all from New York, remember quarter waters? Yes. yes. Right? Them little, like, right? They yep. in the quarters. Yep. Yep right what right. are they now like thir- uh, 35 cents 45 cents i don't, I don't know how much it cost now i, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, don't know i don't I know even in drink the that no
1: more what was that like i know but i, some bags. Bags. I, I know. Literally, it was just
4: straight sugar when i was a little kid straight sugar <laughs> yes. right Colors i was, water. J- like let me get the blue meanwhile the that blue, blue does not even occur in nature anywhere what is that i know i know but like
1: where are they getting that blue color from that dye we don't even know death Mm-hmm. Right.
4: <laughs> so, but the quarter quarters are a perfect <laughs> they're a perfect example of inflation. Inflation is the devaluing of money over time, meaning that your money has less power over time. Yes. When we were kids, uh, um, uh, your quarter could buy that that little water. Mm-hmm. Now, your kids, if they wanted it, might have to pay 35 to $0.50 cents for the same yeah. quarter water. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. money is worth less over time. So if you just keep your $100 in your shoebox or in a savings account, That's that $100 true. in like maybe next year is worth $99. In 10 right. years, maybe it's worth $95. Right. Mm. In 30 years, maybe it's worth $50. You see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So if you don't actually invest to raise it, so you have to just invest just to keep your money worth what it's worth. So you would have to invest that $0.25 just to get it to $0.35 just so you could buy the same water. So investing is not even about getting rich. It's just about just maintaining the status quo. Yeah, That's why investing is so critically important. Honestly, that's why books like Get Good With Money are so important because I think that folks don't understand that what I'm trying to teach is this, is that I want you to get financially sound with the budgeting and saving Mm -hmm. and, and, and debt and credit so you have excess money to invest. Absolutely. And so you can invest... To grow excess money, absolutely, and so like, because the purpose of of working and, and Dame Dash said it best in some interview I saw him, is to own. It's own, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the right? key. Yes, Owning. that's the purpose of work to own mm. because you ownership is how you yield wealth. Because the things that you own will go to work for you. You own real estate, that house works for you. You own stocks, those Mm -hmm. stocks work for you. You know? So some of us, to your point, like that's what broke is, is when you're working to work, not working to own. That is probably the the best definition of broke. Working to work, not working working to own. own. Every night before
2: the kids go to bed, what do we say to each other? I say, why do we go to work? To build capital. Why do we build capital? To to make make our money money work work for for you. Every yes. night I make the kids say that to me. And they, they're repeating that. it now and they're repeating it. But at some point they're going to get it. At some point they're mm-hmm. going to get it. And that's, I mean, that's really the American dream. Yeah. People think, it especially is. black and brown, people think the American dream is to have a good job. I have a good job. Mm-hmm. I pay all my bills. Once again, that's a, that is a broke mindset. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Are, you work to own. That's a
1: fact. Mm-hmm. So in addition to this phenomenal book that I have to get, because listen, I was an excellent student. I don't know about DeVal, <laughs> um, but I used to go to class and sign them in. So what I'll do is I'll get the book and I will get my, 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 my post-its and my colored highlighters That's like I do. used to back in the day. That's what you do. And I will break it down for us to see how we can take these things to a whole nother level. You I'm know with what it. I mean? I'm with um, it. So in addition to the book, Tiffany, just um, let people know how you can be a resource to them. Yes. Other surfaces, terf- uh, sorry, services that you offer on your team offers uh, where people can find the book, you know, close us out with all the goods.
4: Yeah, so I am the budgetista on all the platforms. So you could always tweet me, Instagram, Facebook me. Um, so yes, as far as resources, we've got a a financial group on Facebook. It is almost half a million of us, mostly women, but we do have some dudes in there, mm-hmm. and mostly women of color. It's a safe space to ask questions, to get feedback from your peers. It's called Dream Catchers Live Richer with the Budgetista. Certainly check that out. Um, and, um, and, and I have a podcast where I, we talk heavily myself, Mandy uh, Santos and I, another sister, um, it's called Brown Ambition. And we talk about, um, career, money, um, life in this brown skin. Like how do you navigate? We answer a Mm -hmm. lot of financial questions. And so feel free to, we're, we're on all the social platforms, you know, um, not social platforms, but you know, podcast platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, and then to get the book, get good with money. 10 Simple Steps to Becoming Financially Whole. The website is literally Get Good With Money. So, but I always have I have a gift for you. If you go to Get Good With Money, um, you know, get the book. But right away, I want you to get your financial wholeness checklist. Because there, if you scroll down on that, on that page, there is a quiz, a two minute quiz that you can take to see what level of financial wholeness have you already achieved 10%, mm-hmm. 20%, 30%. So you can get clear, like, but I want people to do that, honestly, almost even before they read the book. So they know like, dang, this is what I got to work on. Oh, okay. As soon as you take the quiz, I email you the financial wholeness checklist. And so you could be reading the book and understanding, like, I really need to work yeah. on um, my nice. insurance. So that you know is, how much work good. you got cut out for yourself. Well, she said exactly. she has a gift tomorrow's.
2: Yeah. It my birthday so uh-huh. make sure that I got you you got me right? got
4: <laughs> you. I'm, I'm gonna send y'all a book I'm a, here's yeah, what i am ask you have like you know send me your, your 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 mailing address I'm gonna send you guys a book and then I'm gonna put a little sticky note like let me know like honestly we really struggling with estate planning or picking a money team or whatever Boom. and so what I've been doing for my friends is I've been like literally adding like little notes where you should look directly so you don't have to be like fumbling around right I'm like okay. no mm. go to this page this is what specifically I know that y'all would, would find value from so send me your, your your mailing address and uh and like what your financial pain points are and I got y'all. But the rest I of y'all it. go to get good with money. That's fact. You go and because y'all money. are not her friends yet. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany's our friend.
2: Yo,
4: you
1: <laughs> And
2: <are>. I'm
4: possessive
1: <laughs> over my friends possessive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Tiffany. I Thank I you. you know we appreciate you being here with us yes, season after season. You have like I said been a staple um in the dead ass podcast realm and we appreciate you and we love you and continue to grow into greatness and help us to do the same for sure and
2: congratulations once again first eight figure year yo yes. that's just dope it's dope and we have to thank you um once again that's not stunting for people understand that yeah this is a possibility for sure we can't yeah. believe that we can do things unless we see it yeah and yeah. when, when I look at Tiffany and she says things like that, that just inspires me to be like, you know what, Tiffany did that, so I'm going to do it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So we need to uh, give people yeah. their flowers while they're here, congratulate mm-hmm. them, and just say, look, if she did Thank it, you. I can do it. So Absolutely. that's dope. Thank you. We it's love you, so It's so possible. It's yes.
4: possible. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you, Tim. All right,
2: Tiff. Hi, Tiff. Look, every time, like I feel like I could speak to Tiffany for hours. You know, I just yeah, have literally. so many questions I, I want to ask.
1: Yeah, I think what mm. I love about Tiffany the most too is that she, like she said, started as a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I feel like her methods methods are very digestible. You know, it's it's, yes. it's a bunch of knowledge. Like I said earlier, it's a lot of jargon that is surrounded, um, finances and how to be privy about mm-hmm. you know the next moves to make or what to do. Um, but I love that everything is like a step by step with her. Absolutely, you know. So and
2: and it's 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 something that's. Um, systematic like you can do it and you can follow these steps and mm-hmm. guarantee to get success yeah and I just, I love the fact that she is just, she's just us. Yeah. You know, she's, she's not this entertainer that got all of her money performing. Um, She's not an athlete that mm-hmm. was six, nine, 250 pounds. Mm-hmm. just got a ton of money. Mm-hmm. She really got everything from the mud and started to build all yeah. these different streams of, of revenue, which shows us that it's possible. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So and she's I'm, paying
1: it forward by put, giving us the tea. Absolutely. Spilling the whole so entire love. teapot. So thank and you. And you know what? Let's go to break right now. So that way we can pay some ads. I could text her. You are going to pay some ads?
2: You, Please don't pay no ads. That's not what we do. What are we the do? ads get us paid. That that part. That's right. why I you always see? do this part, guys. She she's trying to get more money away. You I'm see just, this? No, she's trying to get no, more no. money away. We, gonna, no. okay, we gotta so pay some bills. Pay
1: some bills. <laughs>
2: by getting these ads.
1: That's the fact. And I'm gonna text her now our mailing address so we can get that. <laughs> okay. Copy. There you
2: go. We'll be back with listener letters after this.
0: Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know.
2: Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered.
1: When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day.
2: I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here... They're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions.
1: That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you.
2: Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why Black representation in media is important. It's important because... All right, baby. So we back with your favorite All right. portion of the show. I
1: feel like this was letters. a very long, meaty show, but yes. we have two listening letters here. Long, I guess meaty I think, show? Yeah, it was, wow, was pause. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to repeat that. I'm not going to so repeat stupid. that. stupid. Hey, uh, Kadina DeVal, I'm a big fan of your show and very inspired by your success as entrepreneurs. Thank you. I'm in my early 30s, single and doing well in my career. I Mm -hmm. want to learn how to manage my money better, but I don't know where to start. I make 75K a year with my nine to five. My Mm -hmm. credit score is under 600. Mm -hmm. And I live and pay all my bills alone in an expensive Expensive city, city. about $2,300 a month for rent and utilities. Oh man, I have about 70K in student debt that I haven't even began to pay back 10 years after graduating college, but that's only the debt.
3: That's the only debt. Oh, that's the only
1: debt. Okay, got Mm. you. I have have $1,000 in available credit to me, Mm. but... I don't have any, and I mean any, money saved this except for my 401k. We yeah. just talked about this.
2: Because- I'm
1: watching my friends buy homes in less expensive cities and starting families, and I'm realizing it's time for me to get serious about my finances and my future. But I feel so far behind that I get overwhelmed and don't know where to start. What advice can you give me about where to start? It sounds silly, but my dream is to have at least a 700 credit score. That's not silly. Um, and enough money to pay bills for one year by 2022. Do you think that's tangible?
2: Yes, I do think it's tangible. The first thing, um, young lady, the first thing I'm going to say to you is welcome to the real world. Mm-hmm. There are a vast majority of people in New York, because that's mm-hmm. where we spent the last 10 years oh, of our life, yeah. um, living the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember growing up thinking that the minute I hit six figures, I'll be good. Yeah. And then um, I have a lot of friends who make over six figures and no, they make six figures. They make six figures and they're like, I still live paycheck to paycheck because... Rent is so expensive. Yeah. They have student loans. And it they expenses. just feel like they can't get off the hamster wheel. They're just running in a circle. So you're not alone. Um, but the first thing we do have to do is understand that that's part of the system, the capitalist system, right? Mm-hmm. You make people feel comfortable so they can continue to work for you so that they can continue to build their dreams while you're constantly working. And you have to work until you're 60 before you retire. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing we can do is change the mindset, right? You pay 2300 a month for rent and utilities probably because you felt like if i make 75k a month that i'm 75k a year that's around 6000 a month right mm-hmm. 6000 a month that's 72 um thousand a year mm-hmm. but after taxes that 6k a month will probably be down to about 4k a month Ooh,
3: so know. if you think it's taxes 4k I and mean,
2: and now I'm being yeah. I'm being generous now yeah. you make 4k a month 23 of those 2300 of those goes to rent and utilities. So now you have $1700 left. I don't know if you drive, you yeah. got to eat, you want to yeah. go out. You literally have no money left mm-hmm. even though you make 70k a year, which is not bad. You know what I'm saying? That's 75k which is not bad. Mm-hmm. The first thing I would say to do is get a roommate. Mm. Get a roommate so you can split your expenses. The vast majority of people who can't save money don't save money because they spend over 30% to 40% of their revenue that they make on living expenses. On living expenses. Yeah. And then it gets once you get to travel, it's up to sixty percent is on living and travel. You haven't even eaten yet, and you've spent sixty percent of your money. Mm -hmm. Get a roommate. Part of the reason why Kadena and I was able to uh, bounce back after we we had all that money that we lost uh, in the NFL and when Kay wasn't working was because we moved back to Brooklyn Mm -hmm. and we lived with my. Uh, my best friend, Bilal, and my mm-hmm. brother, Brian. Mm-hmm. So the apartment was big enough then where we didn't have any kids. It was me and Kadeen in one room, mm-hmm. Bilal and his girlfriend in one room, and my brother was in one room. Mm-hmm. So we split the rent by three people. Sacrifice and
1: time. Because, it's sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, you don't think that people necessarily want to have to live with a roommate. Nope. That's never really the we desire. We didn't want to. But it's a matter of trying to get out of a situation that we were in.
2: Yeah, it was It was changing your mindset from from getting rid of that disease where you're broke, you're mm-hmm. not poor. You're broke. Mm-hmm. But in order to show people that I'm not broke, you spend money unnecessarily on things. So, for example, yeah. I got to have this nice apartment to show people that right. I'm not broke. Right. Meanwhile, you can't save money and then you're spending all your money mm-hmm. for this apartment. Get a roommate. Get a roommate. Save that. It's 2300 You split that with someone. Now you have, what, 1150 mm-hmm. that you just you put in your pocket now? Eleven fifty that you put in your pocket now that you can save every month to make sure that you put that towards something. At the end of the year, that's an additional thirteen k mm-hmm. that you can put towards something. And you save thirteen k for five years. Now you're looking at what sixty five thousand dollars
3: Right.
2: that you can now put a down payment on a condo or a home. That's something that you own that you invest in yourself. So the first thing I would say is get a roommate. Second thing I would say is check your credit score and find out why your credit score is under six hundred.
1: I wonder if it's because she hasn't began to pay back her student loan debt. Well, I know you can defer
2: your student loan, so your Uh, student loan shouldn't really affect your credit, so you can defer your student loans. Yeah, may need a credit um, cleanup. Yeah, you may need a credit cleanup. Find out if if there's any fraud on your account. Because
1: I even had credit issues, and it was after, I feel like we were at a point where financially we were stable, we were paying bills on time, Mm -hmm. come to find out that I closed out a credit card that I shouldn't have closed out, because keeping that line of credit open, not knowing, again, not having the financial or business acumen to know Mm -hmm. that closing out a credit card... Could then be detrimentally to the score because now you don't have credit. Because now you don't have credit, so there, yeah, there's a lot of things that um, factor into that whole and, and also credit score thing.
2: Your debt to income ratio will affect your credit score. Mm-hmm. So since you make seventy five k, but your living expenses start at twenty three hundred with your your rent and utilities, you really don't have a lot of money to play with. Right. So that's going to bring down your credit score because yeah. you don't have any uh, any. Available credit. And and available credit. And you don't have the cash cash. monthly coming in to pay for the credit. So that's going to affect your credit score. So it is tangible for you to be able to Save money. The first thing I would say is get a roommate, someone that you trust, someone that's going to work with you. Or if it's a possibility
1: with a nine to five, I'm not sure what career field she's in, if it makes sense to be able to move out of that city or move a little bit on the outskirts. That's true. A lot of people are working from home now. So that kind of made it easy for us, for example, to move from cities that are more expensive to live in to somewhere where we can afford a little bit more for our money and then have the ability to work from home. So at this point, I feel like there's no real cookie cutter way to do Mm -mm. things, especially after you know the coronavirus hit and the pandemic right. people are doing things a lot more unconventionally now yes. and it's kind of becoming like the normal which i didn't hope for but you know well you're all with the punches
2: since you mentioned that there is another thing she can do which i we did mm-hmm. get another job mm-hmm. getting a nine to five yeah will help you pay your bills but you will not be able to save money unless you have a second job multiple streams or third of income and there was at one point uh when we were trying to get out of our financial issue. I had like four jobs. Yeah. I was working full 10-hour days at the gym. I was doing commercials. I was doing color commentating on the weekends. Yeah. Um, I was doing personal training. Yeah. like I, they're like I was just hustling, working yeah. a lot of hours, not sleeping. And I told myself, if I invest five years of my life into doing this, I'll be able to do what I want to do. And it wasn't just me. Kadeen was doing the same thing. You mm-hmm. were doing makeup, you were doing hosting I was working, gigs. Hosting you're gigs, working at Mac. Freelance makeup. Freelance. While so at
1: Mac. Like yeah. Use
2: this time while you're in your early 30s. Um yeah. you, I don't know if you're single or not, but if you're single and you have extra time, mm-hmm. find another job and take that job and put all that money you make and save it and you'll be good.
1: There you go. Hope that helps. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Tiffany's book will be a good way to start. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. You can learn. All right. Number two. My husband and I got married in March before the start of the pandemic after being together for nearly five years. Congratulations. We frequently talk about, yeah, we frequently talk about starting a family, but it's been a bit of a touchy subject for me lately. I was hesitant to start right after we got married because of the pandemic, and I was really motivated to finish my bachelor's before having a child. We also decided that we would wait a little longer after getting married so we can enjoy life as a married couple. That's smart. Yep. I finally I'm finally on board to starting a family but I think my husband needs to make more money first. I work as a paralegal and I currently make a lot more money than my husband. My husband talks about going to trade school and advancing his career but he never gets off his ass and mm. works towards his goal, quote unquote. Eesh. He currently works from uh, works for a municipality. Municipality, yeah. Yep. And the pay is okay, but not the best. He received a promotion since he started, but not much of a pay raise. Last year, after his evaluation, his raise was only about $750. He knows that I would like to stay home once we have a child until they're at least one. I can't do that if he can't make enough right. to cover the bills. I've tried to express my financial concerns to him. He blows it off like childcare, food, baby clothes, diapers etc aren't real expenses when you have a child all the contrary um how do we financially plan for a family on a tight budget
2: (laughs) okay so um this is the first thing when Kay and i were trying to plan life Mm -hmm. we always said we want to wait till the right time to do things yeah and it seems like there's never a right time no. so
1: it just happens and then you it, right. the it's, ball starts rolling it, and you roll with it
2: i'm i'm just to be honest yeah. there never seems to be a time where you say okay now we're prepared to have a child mm-hmm. now we're prepared to buy a home like mm-hmm. it it just seems like something always comes up where it's not the perfect time so this feeling of uncertainty that she has mm-hmm. i feel is normal it's like right. it's normal yeah. like people sure. always feel like i don't know if i'm ready i need to make more money um the second thing i would say is It seems as if his work ethic is not the same as hers, Mm -hmm. right? Which is fine. They love each other for whatever reason they love each other for. But I will say this. As a man, I honestly feel like when you start to ask a woman to have your children, it is your fiduciary responsibility to maintain all of the bills just in case your wife can't work. Right. This is a
1: possibility after childbirth. You right. know, Things God happen. forbid God there's forbid. a complication or something, she may not be able to
2: work. Right. And the yeah. only reason why I say that is because you did have complications after Jackson mm-hmm. and you were out of it for months mm-hmm. afterwards and you couldn't go back to doing freelance immediately. Right. You know, and you did go back to work uh, after maternity leave, but mm-hmm. it was a struggle. Yeah. So um, I, as, as a man, I just feel and this may be, you know, some people may take this the wrong way, but I honestly don't give a shit. Um, you ask a woman to have your, your child, it's your responsibility to be able to take care of all of the financial responsibilities because we bring nothing to the table at that point. They have to, they have to carry the child, deliver the child, then nurse the child. If, they, if, if your wife is going to breastfeed, there really is nothing for you to do at yeah. this point. And at this point, this is where you should say, you know what, let me take on this responsibility so she yeah. can focus on the child. I mean, um, in her,
1: in her, in her conversation here too, or in the, the letter, she says that um, I think it's, she's valid in her concerns. Absolutely. It seems that she's absolutely. the breadwinner of the family. So she's absolutely. definitely valid in her concern. And the fact that he's kind of blowing <clears throat> off the, the things that children need is kind of like, that's not a big deal.
2: Well, you know why? Think about child care as well it off? for a kid. Yeah. Because she's the breadwinner. Yeah. We've seen this a lot recently over the past year, right? Where... Women who are the breadwinners, more financially stable, Mm -hmm. a lot of the dudes are fine taking a secondary role in the household when it comes to expenses because they don't know how to manage money.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Him saying, him blowing off those things seems like he doesn't understand the the realities of life because she probably handles all of that stuff. Uh. And the best way for her to teach him how to handle these things is to give him some of those responsibilities. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. You think that these things are not real things, baby clothes, food, child care, diapers, et cetera. Let him manage that for a little bit. Let him manage a couple of the things mm-hmm. for a little bit because it seems like she probably takes care of everything. Right. If he had to manage it, he would realize because we do all of our bills. Yeah. Monthly. Yeah. And in the beginning when I was handling everything, yeah, you used to have the same, the same kind of mindset. Like, yeah. You're just just like, like,
1: oh, I didn't even realize that we were spending XYZ on that. You know, and it's just because you took it upon yourself to say, you know myself. what, I'm gonna right. be able to I'm gonna handle this so you don't have to worry about that. You have right. the kids and everything. But I do have a greater respect for the process. I have a greater respect for what's mm-hmm. coming in and out of the house because I know what's going in and out of the Absolutely. house. Absolutely. You know. So having those conversations like we have on our calendar on our phone, like mm-hmm. we know, okay, the fifteenth of the month of the first, we literally have a reminder in there. We're Pay the bill, every bill, and we go over the bills, we discuss everything, Mm -hmm. so we're on the same page, so we understand. Now, like I told Tiffany earlier, I'm like, I'm the one now that's just like, I don't know if we want to buy that. DeVal, we go over every single item, yeah, every single item, you know. I maybe continuing the conversation and just kind of letting him know, like, okay, babe, these are everything, lay everything out, put it on paper. We've put in paper, we've put paper to pen. You know, well, pen and paper. Time. Pen to paper, We put yeah. pen to
2: paper, but pen we pen do paper. think yeah. Yeah, you put paper to pen. I don't know what you would write. <laughs> um, you know what KB <laughs> writing with the paper on top of the pen. <laughs> but no, for me, I found it easier to do things monthly <laughs> because bills come out monthly. Yeah, so things you, change monthly. Right, so you if you do mean? monthly expenses, it's so easy for people to say, ah, you know, I, it sounds a lot. I make $75,000 a year. Yeah. But then when you cut it down to $6,000 a month mm-hmm. and then $4,000 after taxes, then it's like, they only make $4,000. That's, that's $1,000 a week. And then yeah. you're looking at $1,000 a week, seven days in a week, it's a little over $100 a day. Right. And now you're like, a little over $100 a day. If I buy lunch and my lunch is $25, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, every single day, now we're looking at 25% of my check goes towards Go me eating lunch out. Yeah. Maybe I should cut back on eating lunch. Yeah. And that's really how you do things. Totally. You know?
1: Totally. So try so. that out, sis. Let us know how it works out for you and hubby, and good luck to you guys with your family planning and all that good stuff. Yes. All right. This is a great episode today. If you would like to be featured as one of our listener letters, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com.
2: That's right. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com.
1: All right. Moment of truth time. Do you have one readily available at the tip of your tongue? Yes, I have a, a
2: <laughs> moment of truth readily okay. available. All right. My, my moment of truth is this there is a difference between being broke and being poor. Mm-hmm. Understanding that being poor means that you cannot help your circumstance. You know, you you don't have everything that you want, and you mm-hmm. definitely don't have everything that you need, but a poor person really can't help their circumstance. They may have a mental health issue, a mental uh, a mental Wellness. health issue. A wellness issue where they cannot work and they cannot provide for themselves. That's a poor person, Mm -hmm. right? A broke person is someone who works Mm -hmm. but cannot get ahead of themselves financially because they have a poor relationship with money. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. there's a difference between being poor and being broke. A broke person may work a lot of hours and a broke person may make a lot of money. But they don't do the right things with their money to be able to put themselves in a situation where they have some financial stability. So they're constantly broke and they constantly have to work. Understand this. As you change your relationship with money and you understand what it's like living in a capitalist country where people want to keep you comfortable but keep you broke so you're constantly working, Mm -hmm. so you're constantly building their dream, it's part of the system. Mm -hmm. It's part of the bigger plan for capitalists to make more money because the people at the top don't want to work. They want to own everything Mm -hmm. so that everyone else works. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself Am I poor or am I broke? And if I'm broke, why am I broke? And how can I get out of this mindset of being broke?
1: It's funny you mentioned mindset as your moment of truth, because I then thought about as my moment of truth, when Tiffany mentioned the shame that's sometimes associated around mm-hmm. people's financial um, situations, right. And not speaking about it. Mm-hmm. And what I respect and appreciate about Tiffany is that she was like once broke, you yes. know, like literally, like she said, she was scrounging for a mm-hmm. change in her pocket. So, my moment of truth is that money has a lot to do with your mentality. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for so long, we've been conditioned to have a very unhealthy relationship with money, whatever that looks like, whether it's having bad spending habits or finally having money and then feeling like you can't spend it or, you know, buying a piece of furniture and then feeling like you can't sit on the furniture because you spent so much money on it. And then we can't even enjoy the furniture that we purchased. Like these are things that I've seen from several different people around me. Um, So really changing the mentality and the mindset that you have with money is Mm -hmm. sometimes the start to then open your mind to educate and see how I can then now navigate this financial wholeness that I'm trying to achieve. Um, So yeah, that's my moment of truth. Let's try to change our mindset when it comes to money. And now that we are able to do that, or once you're able to do that, then looking for resources like The Budget Nista, her book, um, to be able to help to plan for the future. It,
2: right boom that's the, the bam, key right there bam, find the resources bam. to change your mindset there you go exactly and be sure to find us on social media at dead ass the podcast
1: exactly and you know where to find me kadeen i am
2: and i am devout and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to rate review and subscribe Deadass baby tomorrow's my birthday man shoot me some shout outs on social media uh, right wish me a happy birthday man
1: 25 25 again you. baby again yes
2: i love
3: it
1: <laughs> <Peace>. <laughs> Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's better h e l p dot com.
0: You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in 3 of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence it's in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash blood to make an appointment now.
1: You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals, let you do that.
2: That's right, between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours.
1: Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity.
0: Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. To 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black lead products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black lead products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.